I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter. Of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And yes, as usual, I'm joined by me old buddy, me old pal. It's at Ryan Peacock. And Ryan, did you learn from your mistake, buddy? Did you learn? <laughs> what mistake did I make? Whatever we did to fake suspend you. Whatever you did. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, lo- I was reading all the comments and seeing everybody lo- loving Andy. And I thought, to be fair, I was out of a job. So uh, thanks for having me back. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of happy I'm back as well, the way they loved Andy. Uh, you know, because I think one of the yeah. comments Tom Cole said, yeah, but Ryan, Steve, yeah, we do love you too. I was like, do you? You know, I felt yeah. kind of needy at the time. Yeah, I, I read like... that one. I, I read that one. Cheers, Tom. Mm. I suffered a you know, had a little weep to myself, but no worries. Yeah. It should be funny. It's just quite funny, actually, that you sort of made out that I might have had this shoulder injury. And then on Sunday, I actually did genuinely hurt my shoulder. And so, a commission. Well, hold on. What type of shoulder injury is it? One that Pat McKenzie is going to try to get to the playthrough, and then you go to the Patriots and have a no, stormer, I, or is it actual will, real? I just want to put it out there that our UK Packers HQ doctor did not force me to come onto the podcast tonight. Right. Um, you know, if anything, I had to. I had to convince him that I was fit to come on the podcast tonight. So, just going to make that quite clear from the off. <laughs> was the was the UK Packer doctor kind of you know the fans out there who are looking for Andy Davis to come back no no don't rush yourself you know what I mean just hey yeah, hold on yeah. seriously no let, let Andy do a few more episodes yeah <laughs> but we have to mention the people right I'm not bitter it's fine no not at all I thought he did a great job actually I just want to say that I was really I, I, I enjoyed listening to it yeah a depth of knowledge nice accent a uh, bit of a ruffly mic we did get some comments but the problem yeah. is we have all the good recording equipment in UK Packers HQ and to be honest we couldn't give Andy a good mic because then he would just be on the show solo and we can't be having that yeah. we don't want to do ourselves out of a job we have succession planning but not yet um, yeah but we have to mention Ryan you might there might be a bit topsy because people are going to start thinking there's a, there's a rift happening here in UK Packers HQ and you've, you know you've been turfed out that you have a problem yeah, well, it's like any good band, isn't it? You know, there's a difference of opinion in in, in what direction we should go in in our, for our next album. Um, yeah. You know, I want to go back more. I want to get rockier, a bit heavier sounds. You, you want to go towards the pop charts, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm a real Taylor Swift or whatever the hell <laughs> reference we want to use for pop music. I'm totally out of the loop. Um, yeah. You know, because I'm so cool, Ron. I don't get mainstream no, no. bands. I, I, the, the truth of it is, I move house this Friday, and I have no idea. Uh, thanks, Talk Talk. I have no idea if my services will be up and running uh, by the time I get into the new gaff, so mm. I may or may not be out of action. This could be my last pod. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. If, if I step out of the out of the breach for a little while and, uh, you know, Andy Davies comes in, takes my job, whatever. Yeah. So we'll do a vote. Uh, who do people prefer <laughs> do, uh, do a vote on Twitter let's do it <laughs> no let's not no, how many don't. people never want to hear Ryan on the podcast again <laughs> yeah, you, don't, you don't want to poke the bear with that one right? let's just leave yeah. that one lie you know you know, it's alright I'm going to rely on the I'm going to rely on the uh, Packers hipsters and my 4% vote yeah to keep yeah. me on the airwaves well we've done we've done that kind of with um, you know the team of UK Packers or whatever we decided to call it at the time you know people vote under overwhelmingly for something like nah recency bias it's fine that's what it is actually Andy Davis is just recency bias he was just on more recent so that's that's all that's happened I love it yeah let's go let's go for it but come here um, this game against the Bears uh, actually there you go Andy alright pal you were predicting doom and you wanted to sack everybody and I was hopelessly and unstatistically uh, optimistic about the whole deal and it worked out there you go see blind optimism sometimes works so 
Um, didn't do too bad against the Bears, Ryan, or did the Bears just not do too great against us? Or was it a mishmash of both? Well, I mean, it is, it's difficult to tell because Chicago Bears are not great. Although Trubisky, I thought, had a pretty decent game. And I think he will be a good quarterback in the future. Um, now, what did we do? We, we had more total yards. That quite often helps. Um, we had better possession. We had more first downs. Um, on defense, we managed to get off the field on third down, which you know has been our the thorn in our side for so many games. Um, but we just managed to create plays, I think. And um, I said a few weeks back we needed to get creative in what we did, and we tried that by running the wildcat three times, which yeah. was interesting. How did that um, go? <laughs> it did not go so well, so it looks like I was wrong. So don't get creative. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> changing. I'm changing my opinion quite quickly on that one. Don't get creative. Um, but what I, I did think we saw um, and I did tweet early on in the game so I know people are going to go hang on a minute you tweeted that tweet after 30 seconds and I did um, and I watched uh, Hundley roll out see his first option was covered and then just throw the ball away and I thought no come on we must must have done something to improve on that situation and then to be fair I think he did and he started throwing more vertically yeah and and going up you know and, and the throws to Devontae Adams Geordie the Cobb one um, there were some really nice throws and actually I think one of the commentators said especially on the Devontae Adams touchdown pass you know if if you were watching that game you didn't know Aaron Rodgers was out you would have just presumed that was Aaron Rodgers yeah you know um now I'm not getting over the top excited about it but I think the fans wanted to see something improve see more from Hunley um him be allowed to do more by the coaching staff and I think actually we did that so I I was I was happy with it 23-16 against the Bears the Bears were not great and if the Bears can't beat us at home with the injury problems that we have, and obviously with Aaron Rodgers not playing, then the Chicago Bears really do have some problems. But it was a nice win. And the biggest thing here to probably come out of this, we've got a run of games coming up now, which are probably favourable matchups. Okay? Um, and what probably comes out of this now is that W, doesn't matter how it comes or who it comes against, that W is now there, it's on the board. Brett Hundley's got his first win, That that's off his back. The team have got their first win without Aaron Rodgers. And actually, you just start to get that feeling now that, you know, maybe something can happen here. Maybe we can do this. Yeah. And, I mean, credit has to be given to the Packers coach and staff as well. But the, do you know what, Ryan? Like, looking at this game, it was frustrating to a degree because sometimes the stats don't don't show it. This was a really, you know, grinded out game. Because there's a few things as well that I want to put to bed that people are saying online, which just categorically isn't true. Like, I look at a Mitchell, as he wants to be called, Trubisky, and I look at Brett Hundley, and I was going to make the gag, but from my own personal account, what's the difference between Brett Hundley and Mitchell Trubisky? And I was going to say the colour of their jerseys. They played very similar. You know, it was the short pass and stuff. I've, I found, actually, Mitchell Trubisky tried a few longer passes. um, But it was this sort of dinky, dunky kind of stuff. And what a, what the game really comes down to for me is is that it was dinky and dunky, but the highlight stuff that we see online is the Devontae Adams pass. And, you know, because when he went long and it worked out, um, it worked an awful lot better than previous weeks, obviously. And they're the highlight real plays. Now, on Aaron Rodgers, the, you know, the, the go-to thing is, is those big plays. And the dinky dunky is a kind of little bit in between where it's, it's kind of the opposite. But I think the defense really kept the Packers in this game and allowed us to sort of be in awe of these little, you know, these long plays to Devontae Adams and all the rest. Mm-hmm. ordinarily where they would have got lost 
in a mire of misery. You know, the defense, because if you look at our <laughs> top five grades, I know. There's uh, never a more depressing phrase than that, is there? Yeah. Mire of misery. Mire of misery, right? It's their new hashtag. It's a new T coming out next month. Mire of misery. So <laughs> the top five grades on Pro Football Focus, three of them are taken up by uh, the defense. So Mike Daniels, top, uh, Blake Martinez, second, and Kenny Clark then comes in fourth. Uh, Brett Hundley and Jamal Williams thrown in uh, amongst all of those, right? And if you look at the likes of Brett Hundley, he got a high grade. He gets a high grade because he's doing the dinky donkey stuff. And he did quite well then throwing long, let's face it, you know, hitting Devontae Adams on that pass or whatever. And especially at that time. And I heard, I saw uh, this stat from NFL Research that he had a perfect passer rating in the fourth quarter and Aaron Rodgers hadn't had a perfect passer rating in any quarter uh, this season. And someone underneath it just said, delete this because it was just kind of like, <laughs> like, you know, you can compare anything really, but it, it kind of doesn't matter at the same time. But, Look at, um, under pressure, uh, did really, really well. I think he had a, a quarterback rating of 110 when he was under pressure in this game. Mitch Trubisky, strangely enough, when he was under pressure, went um, 10 of 14 with 157 yards and a touchdown. His passer rating um, against pressure was, what did I read? It was 132.1 against the Blitz, right? Ridiculous. So, yeah, like I think sometimes, like, obviously, if a quarterback gets under pressure, usually it's a negative. Mm. But I wonder if, and okay, I'm I'm probably spinning this round to sort of suit our situation, if you like. But if they're under pressure, they don't have time to overthink things. Yeah, I mean, a, a number of times I can't speak so much for Trubisky because I don't really watch the Bears unless they're playing us, um, for obvious reasons. Um, but I think sometimes this year with Hundley, in the last few games, we've seen him almost look at targets that are wide open, and then look for something else, look for something else, start rolling out. Yeah. And I think if they're under pressure, they look up, they see that they have to because they're about to get smacked. So it, maybe it takes away that temptation for them to overthink the play. Uh, and, you know, and, and all right, I get it. Maybe I'm clutching at straws here trying to turn it around to suit our situation. But I just wonder if that's anything to do with it. Well, do you know what I think it is as well? I mean, when you get pressured and you have to roll out, you're got like for a quarterback like Brett Hundley and and Mitch Trubisky, they hit their first option that they see. I mean, you know, I had kind of this thing, and I don't know if I said it to anybody, it was just in my head. But Brett Hundley's, or was it you who said? Was it you who said? Yeah, it was you, wasn't it? That the second play is always thrown it out of out of bounds or whatever. And <laughs> the second read, yeah, second read, like is always just you know. But I think what he does is he he gets pressured and then he rolls out and he's thinking i want to throw this away but if there's someone in my way that i'll throw it to them instead but i'm actually making it to the sideline so i can pace somebody who's getting a bit yeah. of gatorade you know so that's the thing that's the thing of course as soon as you start rolling out and obviously if it's a right-handed quarterback he's going to mostly go right yeah but if you start rolling out obviously you cut the field in half so it, it makes it difficult to find somebody mm. if, if that's your natural like first read's not there, roll out. You've now just cut the field in half and now you're trying to find an option in the same, you know, you've got half the amount of space that you just had before. And so that, that's what makes it difficult. And it's play calling as well, right? That what they'll do is, is that they'll make sure that they have a couple of options short for the quarterback, even if he wasn't to get pressured so that he can just dink it off again. So I think when he gets pressured, when he does roll out, and he looks at his options. There's someone standing there who would have been standing there anyway looking for the ball. Basically like, yeah, I'm here for you at five yards if you want me. Yeah. And that's where he hits those five yards. And I think that's what we saw with these two quarterbacks. Both of them aren't really um, world beaters. But there's some big news, isn't there, Ryan, um, going forward with because, you know, we've seen Hundley have that hamstring injury. He says it's not going to be a problem. And Aaron Jones is down as well. Yeah, so Aaron Jones could be out for up to a month with a strained, I think they said MCL. 
Yeah. I think MCL is the one that if you've got to pick between that and an ACL, the MCL is the one you want because it's not quite as bad. Uh, but he's out for a month. But I was going to ask you this question anyway. Running backs, could this be the best? And I'm going to use a wrestling term here because I know you love wrestling. Could this be the best running back stable that we've had for some years? I mean, and I, and I say that because we started the year with Montgomery. He wasn't really working out. We turned to Jamal Williams when he got hurt. He did okay for all of about 30 seconds and he got hurt. Then Aaron Jones comes in. Now Aaron Jones gets hurt and Montgomery rushes off for that big long play. And and then Jamal Williams does the bulk of the carry in and, and is pounding through and mm-hmm. pounding through and pounding through tackles. And I kind of just wonder if now, and it does no help for you if you own any of the Packers running backs in your fantasy team, if they're going to start spreading it around. But they can literally find who's got the hot hot hand, if you like, or the hot feet yeah, um, and just give it to anybody. And there doesn't seem to be a drop-off in those three guys. So, and I don't mean that obviously when they're all performing at their best. You know, there's not really a great difference between between who can, who can do stuff uh, for you on the ground. So I'm just quite excited about this running back group. I think the Aaron Rodgers injury is going to certainly force the team to find out more and more about our running back group. Um, but it, I think it's an exciting time for the Packers' run game when you've got three guys um, with all slightly different styles, but all very effective. Yeah, do you know what? Like the pedigree in college, which is one thing, and also because they're so new and naive as well, they're super hungry for it too. So when they put them out there, they really have to prove it. It's not like, you know, James Starks and he gets into the road of, of, of knowing what he has to do and then he ended up just running sideline to sideline because he couldn't see the read. Like Jamal Williams... 55 yards after contact, he breaks seven tackles. I'm pretty sure it was Kyle Fuller he folded in half. Like, that guy is two pieces now. I think he's going to take up an extra roster spot because he folded him in half and broke him. Because, like, (laughs) you know, to see see that play, to see him just get absolutely steamrolled shows that, you know, Jamal Williams... If if it's not if the lane isn't open for him, well then he's going to Kentrell Bryce you into next week, you know. And it's mm-hmm. nice to see that talent. Like Jamal Williams comes out with a grade on Pro Football Focus of eighty two point one. He was the fifth best player on the night, you know, both on offense and defense. So yeah. I have to agree with you. I mean, these guys are exciting to watch, and I just wonder, you know, what's the roster choice as we move forward? Because I thought Ty Montgomery was toast, but then he comes out with some fantastic plays, and I'm sort of thinking we're spoiled here, but. What does that do, Ryan? I mean, do we, you know, does it cause bad decisions to be made in the future? Like, do we cut, start cutting wide receivers, for God's sake? I mean, even Ripkowski had some great plays last night. <laughs> no, you can never have too many offensive weapons if Aaron Rodgers is your, is your quarterback, so you want to keep all those receivers. But I think what it does do is it gives us great cover in the run game. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm sad for Aaron Jones that he's going to miss, obviously, the weeks he's going to miss because he has been fantastic. Uh, he's had Rookie of the Week, I think, twice since he's come into it. Um, and I think he even run one Ground Player of the Week, I think is another title they've put out there now. I can't keep up with all of them. Um, and he's done brilliantly well over his, I think, a five-game stretch up until this point. So he's done brilliantly well. He's obviously going to miss some time now, which is a shame for him because he could have really had you know, a, a fantastic season. Um, now, Ty Gon- Montgomery, I feel like with that guy, he's he's almost... He's almost a boom or bust type player, you know. He's he's uh he's kind of like that receiver that's really really fast. So he's great if you can throw him that one ball on a fly route, uh, and he's going to do great stuff for your fantasy team. But for the rest of the game, his route running not really so good. Doesn't get any separation um, when it's on the short stuff. So he's a bit like that for me. He's either going to have big plays or he's going to have next to nothing. Jamal Williams looks like a real ground and pound type player. The sort of exciting 
running back that really sort of gets you off your chair because he's just bulldozing people. So I think Aaron Jones will be a loss, but I think in previous years where our starting running back goes down and then we've really got nothing behind it, we're in a different situation now. I feel like we've really got some quality behind there. It's important because, you know, these players are starting to emerge against weaker teams. And you mentioned that earlier. I mean, the the run that we have on the schedule is favourable because, like, the Steelers are sporadic, you know? The Bucks sporadic. You know, when you have a quarterback who's in licking his fingers, you know, with the W, yeah. just that weirdness, like, you know, so we're up against those guys. You know, the Ravens, which is the Dublin game. Yeah, um, I which, mean, I think the Ravens we can win against. Mm. I think the Steelers is probably, oh, speaking with a head, it's probably a loss. With a heart, obviously, I'm going to say we'll win. Mm. Um, I think we got the Browns coming up, who we should beat. Uh, you got trying to think who else is coming up but there's a like there's maybe a the Bucks that, Ryan that could be the four Bucks, I mean we the could Bucks be sitting are, nine, the right? Bucks are a well and truly that's 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 a very winnable game the Bucks um, especially if they continue forward they were playing Fitzpatrick yesterday um, you know but even so even with Jameis Winston playing I think that's a game you can win uh, then of course your division games and it doesn't matter what the situation is with a division game division games anybody can win those mm. well the so, Browns brought the Lions close yesterday right well, they were until the Browns started being the Browns again. Um, they kind of, they keep forgetting themselves for like three quarters of a football game, and, they, and they're like, "Oh, actually, we're a football team." And then they, in the fourth quarter, it's like they go, "Oh no, we're the Browns. We're not. <laughs> we're not meant to be good." Oh, yeah, let's let's go lose. So, hopefully, hopefully they do the same against us, and uh, and we can beat them as well. But there's like there's so much still that can happen. And if Hunley can perform last night and it wasn't just, you know, if it turns out it wasn't just a case of it being against the Bears because you can only beat what's in front of you. That's the thing. And people will still get up this morning and go, oh, yeah, the Packers won. Everyone's excited, but it was only the Bears. You can only beat that team that's on the field in front of you. So let's see what he does against these these next few games. The Ravens should be a nice one for him to go up against as well. Um, I feel that's a game we can win. Um, I'm feeling... I'm not going to be that guy that turns around and go, oh, yeah, we won a game. Everything's good now. Back to the playoffs. It's still going to be incredibly mm. difficult, but I'm sure as hell not giving up on the season. Yeah, like the deficiencies are still there. And this is what sort of, you know, myself and Andy talked about in the last podcast is kind of, yes, you need to change. You know, it looks like a, a sort of disturbed locker room. But then I was sort of mentioning, do you need to hit rock bottom to be able to bounce back? I think you do. I think it gets so embarrassing sometimes that you're like, okay lads Jesus not even for the coach let's just do this for your family you're not going to go home to your missus or go home to your kids or your dad or whatever you know and and have to show them this type of piss poor play and as a man it's it's you know it's just ridiculous so maybe that play last week that defensive play and as well as that I mean yeah the run the table thing last season was great but I don't think that Aaron Rodgers says one sentence and everyone gets superhuman powers I reckon they got an absolute bollocking by the coaches and said listen lads you can't, like, this just isn't happening. And sometimes, like, we've seen Haha Clinton Dix run away from tackles. You know, we've seen Demarius Randall comically run faster than the person who's running at him away from tackles. But mm-hmm. maybe people are just stepping up and making it. But someone who's, who's worrying me, and this is an off topic, and we didn't talk about it in pre-prod, Devon House, that's two weeks in a row now where, you know, this guy's meant to be a press man specialist, and he's given up touchdowns in kind of a seemingly pretty easy way where he's done the hard part and he's tracked the player, but when it comes to the part of actually defending the ball, it hasn't happened for him. Like, Ryan, is this a unit that can improve? Have we got deficiencies still? 
Because this is what I talked about, right? You know, when we were doing well and I said, hey, should we not be talking about the deficiencies? I'm like, no, let's just keep rolling. Let's just roll with the happiness. I mean, <laughs> is the defense... Because you just said it, right? That with the Browns is a win, the Ravens is a win. Like, was that just a one-off, kind of ticked-off, Mike Daniels beast, Kenny Clark beast performance? Or is this defense inevitably just going to let us down again? Um, I don't know. Look, the, the thing is, the defense is kind of getting pasted the last few weeks. Um, and it's it's been on the field a lot. Um, but there's a lot of people giving some unfair criticism, I think, to some of the guys. And I think when you start having injuries, you get players come into the game and not to disrespect those players, but you know they haven't got the ability of the guys that were there before them. So when you're um, an offense trying to obviously block those guys uh, on the pass rush or whatever else, you know who you need to double up on. And you know who you can just go one versus one on. So those guys who are very proud, they're going to be a competitive locker room. You know, if you've got somebody like Mike Daniels in the locker room, he's not going to let anybody just rest out the rest of the season and just sort of coast to the end. He's going to have those guys fired up. Uh, they're going to feel like they've got a point to prove. Um, going back to the Devon House point, you know, he, I, I know the plays you're talking about and, and it looks ter- it looks terrible when, when you see it because obviously it results in a touchdown. Um, and it's what's always difficult, I think, for any player in the secondary is that, you know, time and time again, you might you might have a linebacker or, or a def- defensive line player uh, just coming up against a brick wall all the time, not really putting so much effort in. Uh, not, no, that's wrong. I take that back. I totally got it wrong. Not effort. Not being, um, I can't even think what the word is, just not being particularly effective play on play on play on play. But then... They burst through, they get the sack, it forces a fumble, suddenly the ball's turned over. And that guy had a great game. And the problem is for the secondaries, they're very much like the goalkeeper of the defence in in soccer, right? And uh, yeah, just tweet me your anger for using soccer, I get it. Um, But they're like your goalkeeper in, 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 in soccer or football, is that you can save 100 shots in a game and then fumble that one into the back of your net. Or, or let it go through your legs or something stupid, and that's what you get remembered for. And that's kind of the same thing with secondary is you've got good play, good play, good play. People are covered. There's no option for the quarterback. That's a good play, but it's not going to get shown on the TV mm. that you just that that you track your man, you're close enough that the quarterback can throw it to him. Yeah. There'll be all the tackles that happen, the open field tackles, the, the team tackles, all the rest of it. That all happens. And the moment somebody gets beaten, obviously it's highlighted. And that's because when you make that mistake, then it's the net that's behind you. It's the end zone that's behind you. And, and you're that last line of defence. So sometimes it is highlighted more. I'm not saying in any way that our secondary is good and actually, you know, I'm not making excuses there. But I think that just sometimes the deficiencies in the secondary will always be highlighted more than any other position on the field. Um, and I just think maybe with Devon House, he's got unlucky a couple of times. Yeah, he's got something wrong. And unfortunately, when you're in the secondary and you get something wrong, it usually results in a big gain and probably a touchdown. Well, do you know what? I'm entertained. I'm entertained as hell because, you know, we don't have Aaron Rodgers pasting over deficiencies. We don't have Aaron Rodgers making offensive players look like Superman. You know, he Aaron Rodgers is not anymore our best line of defense. It's all out there. You know, the trousers are off. We're streaking across the NFL schedule, showing our <laughs> ghoulies. And I just like the fact that when we tune in now, like if we win... I don't know, Ron. It's enhanced my experience and maybe it's done. But when we win now, I feel like we've really won. You know, not that like, oh, well, yes, we've done yeah. what we expected. You know, when Mason Crosby yeah. goes out and he kicks the field goal, no one goes, yes. You know, they just go, yeah. Well, maybe they do now, right? <laughs> because let's face it, that operation has gone terrible. Um, but 
you know, when we get the win now, it's a hard-earned win. It's not sort of, you know, it's Vogel holding the season yeah. and Mason trying to kick it over the over the post. So I like it. It's added entertainment value for you. Let I don't know if you, you feel a question. the same way. Go on. Let me ask you a question. Right. Were you excited last night sitting down to watch the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, and like, yeah, I was, but like, I'm always excited, but I was even, I like, it was this mixture of nervousness and like wonder and you know, almost going into the game with a with a negative perspective, and then just coming away really pleasantly surprised. That was the best win over the Bears I can remember, apart from the dagger play in a while. You know what I mean? That's cr- what that's about crazy. for you? Like that's that's a crazy statement. Look, I would say, look, of course it's exciting. We we're still waiting all week, aren't we, for that game? Like I'm now, I'm thinking once this podcast's done, basically we forget what just happened. We're all looking towards the Ravens game. So you're excited watching the game. You only get 16 games in a season unless you make the playoffs and the Super Bowl. So you got to treasure everyone. And it, it means something special to be a Green Bay fan. So keep getting behind the team. Nights like this can happen. Yes, it was only the Bears, but you've got to be really, really positive about the fact that we put a W on the board. It could have been really different. If we had lost to the Bears last night, that really could have been, you know, everyone's going to be feeling horrible today. We, we, we just come out of this with a lot of positivity. There was good things. Hundley looked like um, more than capable of being a quarterback. He looked, I feel, a lot, lot better. The running game proved that even with injuries, I mean, okay, we got two of our guys injured now, so I don't know who else is coming up. Is Devontae Mays on our practice squad? Yeah. Um, presume he'll be ready to come up onto the roster if those guys can't get back for next week. Um, you know, there's a lot of things here. There's a lot of the future being played out in front of us. You know, guys that can come into this team now in a season where, you know, if we, if we don't go to the playoffs, then obviously it's a, it's a disappointing season for us because Green Bay should always be going to the playoffs. But... Essentially, what you're seeing on the field now is guys getting their chance to come in and be the future of the franchise. And it's exciting to watch that and watch that develop. And what, and what happens, happens. You know, and, and, if, and if at the end of the season there needs to be an inquest and if at the end of the season people are going to, um, you know, be removed from their position or leave their position, then that happens. But right now, let's keep watching because there's little bits here. There could be a, some guy that gets a little taste of something here, a little flash, has a full off season and next season's a superstar. So keep watching for that because that's what that's what I'm excited about at the minute is, is just what can be. Mm. Yeah, and they're accelerating their learning here to a degree. Like, you know, they're out there. They don't have that sort of safety net. They don't get the ball thrown into ridiculous windows, even though some of the passes by Hundley, let's face it, were pretty decent. So if they're good under this pressure, it's like in work. You know, sometimes you go into a job and you know everyone's really nice and the people training you're great and they're patient and they leave you for six months to learn and then they bring you on slowly and piecemeal and then you go in sometimes to a burning dumpster you know and you've got to put out fires and the person who's meant to train you has gone on holiday or died or both and then you're trying to deal with that type of stuff you know <laughs> they went on holiday and died that's one hell of a holiday i know drowning in a pool or something like that Jesus. right yeah i've just killed this fictional person like, you know, he was eating nachos, gets in after. It's not Dave the Bears fan again, is it? <laughs> Dave the Bear, Dave's dead. Dave is oh. dead. So, you know, it's nice. And sometimes you learn from, you know, not this like, oh, you know, whatever that phrase is, you know, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger when really it can maim you for forever and you have a terrible life. That's the song, isn't it? Yeah. So, is it? Don't know, is it? Sounds like Garp, something Garp Brooks It doesn't say. kill you, makes you stronger. <laughs> what no? is that? Kelly Clarkson? I don't know. It's in my head now. I don't know who it is. You do a better version. I have really. I've got the album sat here next to me. About to put it on as soon as we're done. Ryan's full covers of Kelly Clarkson's albums from one through maybe seven. Has she got seven albums now? She's probably got a lot. Yeah, it's going to be up on YouTube soon. Hey, do we take a break here um, and just say, can people start subscribing to the YouTube channel, please? Because we're going to be putting up some 
savage content, but it's, you know, we need just looking at it. We can't be just it's banging a slow it burner. Up. We don't do slow burners at UK no. Packers. We want you to no, boom it out there. Yeah, because we have a so. closed Facebook group and we put that out and now we have 380 maybe in it and it's just, it's banter central. Um, now people are getting in and they're saying there's so much banter. It's over banter sized. So what they do is, you know, <laughs> like, that's a word. You know, turn off your notifications and just go in and have a dabble, you know, put something in, ask people questions and everyone's getting back to themselves. Game day is just ridiculous now. I mean, Twitter was popping, but um, Facebook is ridiculous as well. So it's get into the, the home of group. the Bantasaurus. The Bantasaurus. You know what? We'll have to have a banter off where we like, you know, the Archbishop of Banterbury and we just, you know, trade banterism. Yeah. I have a feeling though that Scotty Mann might be, he might be a champion in that. Yeah, probably. That's why we yeah. just thought and he's t- he's too he's too tall to have him win anything else. Yeah, you can't let that go, can you? He's a tall guy, no, no. but what? Are you just used to being the tallest guy in the room, and that's kind yeah. of yeah. And then he walked in, and I was like, oh, I haven't had to tip my neck back for some time. Oh, and there he was, another four inches taller than me. Yeah, well, let's face it, everyone has four inches on you, Ryan. Whoa! <laughs> anyway, um, moving yeah. on. Moving so on. yeah, anyway. <laughs> Um, somebody I did want to mention though uh, there's two two other things I want to bring up um, right. Nick Perry for one because mm. I always got to give some love to linebackers yeah um, Nick Perry last night he was getting a lot of stick as well Mike Daniels got a lot of stick the last few weeks but Nick Perry got some too three sacks last night and I think six tackles he had a, he had a really good night so he was really good and then the other one I wanted to bring up with you and we did sort of touch on it at the start anybody watch the Patriots game last night? Uh, only a certain highlight reel. Any yeah. players tickle your fancy? Well, uh, there was a geezer called um, Number 88. I have to say, I didn't realise there was a third Bennett brother, but there must be because obviously there was a tight end that left us because he had this injury that he was forced to play through and he had to go and choose surgery. Mm. And then there was some other Bennett just rolled out for the Patriots. And, and, and I mean, his shoulders were great. Yeah. You know, catching balls in there for his first game, into practice, uh, stiff arming people, landing heavy on his shoulder on the floor. I mean, that can't be the same guy, right? From what I've been reading. Ryan, so here's what I don't understand, right? From a Snapchat story, and people will have heard me talk behind my hand there for a sec. Um, so it's you know, don't adjust your sets. So from the Snapchat story, he says that he went for a second and third opinion that. Dr. Pat McKenzie, he was shady and tried to, you know, force him to play on it. And then we had that whole Jordy Nelson comes out, Aaron Rodgers comes out, uh, John Coon comes out, everyone comes out and says that uh, McKenzie would never force you to do it and that's all balls. And then he apparently told teams not to pick him up off the waiver wire. The Patriots do anyway because, you know, Bill Belichick. And then he starts practicing and then he can play. So, like... He says that McKenzie tried to force him to play on the injury. And what uh, an assumption that I saw online was, was maybe McKenzie did do that because he knew that Martellus Bennett was talking bollocks. But then that doesn't feed into what the Packers were saying, that he hit an injury and to try... Because the reason they're doing it is to get back his signing bonus of $6 million, right? They want their money back off. Fine, what? Yeah. what? What's the truth? Do you know? Yeah, this is the problem. I guess we don't know. And I, I think on Twitter, I was obviously giving my opinion um, the other day and, and I was sort of, if you like, I was questioned by my opinion and what was I basing it on um, by a couple of guys, uh, well, sorry, a guy and a girl actually, uh, Wheeler McIntyre, who who I met in London, nice bloke, and uh, there was a lady called Alex Sisk. I think I've said that correct. Sorry if I haven't. And they said to me, you know, what are you basing this on? And I kind of said, 
Well, I'm basing it on the fact that all these ex-players have all worked with Dr. McKenzie over the time, over the last however many years he's been with the Packers, are all saying that he's a great guy. He's never done that. Um, straight, you know, stand-up guy, right? Yeah. Um, and I kind of got a bit of stick for it, and, and fair enough, because they were saying. You know, in this day and age in particular, how can you just take, you know, you shouldn't just believe in the reputations because there's a reputation there. You should be open-minded, and, and, and I guess I should be. Um, but I think just when, how, how I based it was, there's a lot of ex-players coming out saying that this guy, you know, and I'm talking as well, people that have had long careers and successful careers with Green, Kareem Bay, um, people that were just on stopgap tours in Green Bay, um, and people that aren't are no longer with Green Bay and are either stopped playing or with another team and, and had no need to really come out to defend the franchise and they did and they came out and defended that doctor so I kind of go with them um, but you know rightly so we don't know all the truth yet and um, so I, I guess I need to be more careful in that sense of just coming out and just try I think trial by media was used um, which again unfortunately I think that's the world we live in rightly or wrongly yeah um, but my own personal opinion, I think, still is that Martellus Bennett here must be telling one or two porcupines. Because um, if if there was an undisclosed injury, let's start there. So an undisclosed injury, one, I think that's on the Packers for not knowing about it, because you should know about that. You've done your medicals, you've looked into his medical history, we should know about that. But the bit I was more... I wasn't so bothered about that, because that's a mistake sort of on our part if we didn't know. Um you know, because I just don't believe that somebody could go out of the way to hide that. I was more angry about the fact the the dirt thrown at the doctor, um, who by all all accounts everywhere else is is a pretty you know good guy by sounds of it. So I think that's what I was angry with is the fact that he decided to do that, and and he said you know I've I, I'm deciding to go get surgery because I need it because I've been forced to play through an injury, and then and then goes and signs with the Patriots. So all that basically any kind of any anything he had, and I think you put out a great, a great tweet about uh, Martellus Bennett's lawyers looking at um, his <laughs> Instagram account or whatever it was, you know, and then just throwing the uh, throwing the Microsoft screen on the floor, mm. um, you know. Any any argument he had against the Packers, surely as soon as he signed for the Patriots and went and played, yeah, of his, you know, <laughs> as soon as he did that, surely he lost any grounds he had to complain. Mm. You know, I, I, like, Ryan, I don't I almost, really understand the story. But I wonder, I mean, so he said, the, so the Packers are saying that he hit an injury and he says that he has a rotator cuff injury and then he goes and plays. Is he trying to prove that his injury isn't bad, that it is historic, that the Packers did know? And if that's the case, he's trying to protect his signing bonus. But if he's doing that, he can't do that and then try to discredit Dr. McKenzie at the same time. It's one or the other. You know, like McKenzie, if he's trying to get him to play through it and he does play through it, he's proven him right. And then if he doesn't play through it, well, then he was hiding an injury and then loses his six million. So he needs to choose. Does he want to dog Dr. McKenzie or does he want to, you know, not have to pay back his six million? So it looks like he's chosen to play and potentially try make out that it's not as bad. It wasn't hidden. So he doesn't lose his money. And then prove Dr. McKenzie right. If what he's saying is true, that McKenzie tried to get him to play true because it wasn't that bad. Like, I don't know if the liable laws in America are as stringent as they are here. You know, like, uh, we're not legal experts, so we don't know. But I wonder, can he get a right slap on the wrist? I mean, can they go after him for libel? 
you know, defamatory I, comments. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know. I would think if anything, when it comes to stuff like that, it's probably more strict in America than it is here. You'd have to guess that if Dr. McKenzie feels in any way that his character has been brought into question, because um, that's his that's his career, that's what he does, that's his livelihood, then you would have to think there's a claim can be made there. Of course, you've got to prove it all, and that's the problem. You've got to prove it, or you've got to disprove it. Um, it's very difficult. The, the problem is as well now, I think for the Packers, uh, I mean, it should definitely be said on Martellus Bennett's part, it, it looks like on the surface of it, and again, can't be proved this, looks like on the surface of it that he just quit on the Packers, decided he wanted out to then go and, you know, run back to the Patriots because that's where he's now got the best chance to go and win again. Um, that's what it looked like happened. It looks like he quit on us. Um, and that's f- almost to an extent, if I step back from being a Green Bay Packers fan for a second and just try and be a sportsman, maybe I can understand the attitude of, well, I'm not going to win here and I've decided I want to retire soon so I need to go and win somewhere. Then I can kind of see trying to make that play. The bit I don't see the need for is the is the trying to throw mud around as, as you're leaving, you know? Yeah. It is a bit shocking to say that, you know, you're a grown man and you're doing this, but we all saw him as this flamboyant figure um, which, which personally grew pretty old to me. But... Like, but well, I, I mean, just don't I, I will say that though. I mean, I was excited by the signing. We were all excited by the oh, signing. Yeah. We all also, I think, thought it was an upgrade on Jared Cook. Yeah. And I mean, absolutely now looking back, we should have st- stuck with Jared Cook. But I mean, looking back, we should have stuck with Casey Hayward. We probably should have stuck with Micah Hyde and more and more and more and more going back and back and back. So it's always easy to make that decision once it's happened. But yeah, I'd, I think the Packers made a good move at the time bringing him in. I know people say now, oh, yeah, well, he always had a funny character about him. He always had this funny personality. But actually, I think in the... I mean, I, I found it quite enjoyable um, until it got to the point where the play started to diminish and you were starting to wonder whether there was distractions off the field. Um, but generally, he was quite a refreshing character. Probably was, whilst he was feeling positive about his situation, was probably a good character in the dressing room. Of course, then once he started getting a bit more negative about his situation, he was probably quite a disruptive character. Um, you know, he's probably very up and down in that sense. So, you know, he'll go back to the Patriots. I think he did okay last night. He seemed to have a perfectly fine shoulder and he'd probably do well with him. Um, yeah. But I'm quite happy in what we've got in Kendricks and Richard Rogers, anyway. Yeah, same. And look, I'm not saying that I thought, oh, he was a bad player. I was super excited about him. He had the caliber, but then to see him just, you know, waffle on and, and the press eat it up, it was a typical off-season story. And it just grated on me for some reason. I'm like, yeah, he's interesting, but like, so are a load of people. Look at us, we're very, you know, distinguished and cultured ourselves. So, yeah, anyway, I think we've given him enough lip service and... um. We'll keep an eye that, on the story. That'll anyway. be the end of it. That'll be the end of it. Because it I, won't be. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, you know, give it 10 minutes. So, I, you know, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, but certainly this will be the last time that we give him um, good airtime. Um, right now, the Dublin meetup is coming up this Sunday. We're playing the Ravens. And we're going to have a bit of a throw about in Phoenix Park by the Wellington Monument in Phoenix Park mm-hmm. at half one. So this is a shout out. Like, if you didn't or, or you couldn't pay us uh, cash... Um, to buy your ticket you know that ticket gets you two points the best seat in house and free finger food by all means meet us at the wellington monument at half one we'll have a throw around and you can still come to the woolshed with us and all the rest you'll just have to buy your own points simple as but we'd still love to see you there so if you find yourself in ireland if you find yourself in dublin please come to the meetup it's our first irish meetup and it's going to be great now myself and ryan 
we're trying to enhance the group all the time. And one of those things that we're doing is, is we're, we're starting this YouTube channel and we want to document their meetups. So Ryan did a great job in Manchester of getting some footage, of getting some interviews, and I'm going to try to do the same in Ireland as well. So um, I'm going to be going around with a camera, uh, well, my iPhone, but it's it's a nice little rig that we have set up. Um, and I'm going to be going around with a lav mic, just getting your thoughts. Um, we're going to bang that on on Twitter accounts, on Facebook and all the rest. And I'm going to try put together um, a little video of, you know, our sort of our shenanigans in Dublin. I'll leave all the incriminating stuff out of it. So it's going to be great. Um, Ryan, you can't make it, of course. Uh, and the next meetup that you will probably be at is the impromptu sort of ad hockey one in London for the Browns game. Um, but yep. Dublin's going to be smashing. It's going to be exciting, though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm excited about Dublin um, on your behalf, really, because we've yeah. been wanting to do it for a long time. Um, I feel like there's plenty of fans over there. They're just kind of all hiding in the woodwork. Um, so I think they're all going to come out to play. Um, obviously, there's loads of guys from this side all coming over to you as well. Mm. Um, we bought some really cool stuff as well for the flag football, haven't we? We bought some brand new footballs, yep. some brand new flag footballs. We got cones. We got it all going on. We bought all of that. So we should have a really good day out there. Um what, what are you playing? Are you just splitting the teams or are you playing uh, Ireland versus yeah. the UK? Well, how's that what? working? I, I was thinking about doing Ireland versus the UK, but then I realised Andy Davies would play for the UK. And also, I just, you know, I want to rock up on the day, have a look at the Irish fellas. You know what I mean? Do a brave heart on it. You know, have a look at who lines up on the front. See if they fancy it first. See if they fancy it. And if there's a few lads there who look like they've played the game, well, then I'm going to get all patriotic. If not, then I'm over to the Tommy side. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like World War One. Oh, yeah, fair enough. So if they turn up and they they've already got the pint of the black stuff in their hands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that I'm stereotyping the no. Irish players at this point. No. But uh, you know, if they're stood there already and they're on the fourth can, you're just going to go. Should we just mix it up? Yeah, mix it up, lads, just for a change. Uh, so that's <laughs> what we do. But yeah, that's as you said, we've some nice flag gear. The flag and all that stuff is free. You don't need any experience because let's face it, me and Ryan like to talk a big game. Ryan is actually fairly handy. I've never seen it in person, but I'm going to trust him because he seems like a trustworthy fella, and we've heard it from other people. So I trust him. I trust him. Right? Jimmy Hands is alive in my head, but you don't need experience. <laughs> uh, you can just get out on the field and give it a go. Um, and anybody like if if you're out with your kid and and. Maybe, you know, your, your little boy, little girl wants to play. Obviously, not six years of age, but, you know, we've had people play before in the flag games. What was the age that we had? There was the Kansas City Chief guy, Ryan. What was he, maybe 14, 15 at the time? Yeah, I think he was 14. Our youngest player was 15, 16. So. Yeah, we'll try to get them involved. Everyone can and, get involved. Yeah, well, exactly. And, I mean, it does, you know, don't bring them out to the booze or after, you know, which is, you know, because that, that happened in Ireland. Someone found footage from the 80s or the 90s, and they called him uh, Guinness Baby. And there was footage just of B-roll of them scanning across a pub and they found some woman like tanking a pint of Guinness into her kid. You know, it seemed funny at the time to Irish people, but probably nowadays would be just it's ridiculous. A great, great source of iron. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Didn't they used to give that to uh, women after they gave birth going yeah. back years, didn't they? And apparently that a pint was, of Guinness. Yeah, that was a load of balls as well. It's just the Irish way of going. Is that just rubbish? Yeah. How can we work Guinness into uh, into childbirth? <laughs> How can we sell just a few more Yeah, get more the toucan pints. posters up in the, in the maternity ward. So it's going it's to be great fun. Um, 1919 Club is going to be drawn probably by the time you listen to this podcast as well and we have some slamming ones coming up um, as well and we have some other interesting things in the work but do go to uh, and follow our YouTube channel because we do we're going to have some absolutely ridiculously good um, material that we're sort of planning and working on really hard behind the scenes and we're going to smash that then once Ryan settles down youtube.com forward slash UK Packers yeah get on there uh, we've got more episodes of the challenge coming along as well um interesting one coming up Steve obviously as you know uh, I've had my difficulties with field goal kicking in the past yeah 
Um, and the next episode is on field goals. So nice. um, could be interesting. Uh, it's currently set at, what's the score at the minute? 1-1. One, one. Yeah. So I won basketball. Uh, I lost the punt catching. I was terrible at that. I did think I'd be better. Yeah. Um, and next is field goals. So uh, I've, I will do my best, guys, I promise. Do oh, you know what? I'm sorry, but I'm heading down the bookies and putting it on the Kansas for this one. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I've seen I, 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 I won't lie. I've put a fiver on him as well. <laughs> Fair yeah, it depends on how you edit it, I suppose. Um, but yeah, good stuff. And that, that's, look, and this is why we're doing it and this is why we're selling t-shirts and all the rest. So we can buy flag gear. We can buy a couple of cameras. We can, you know, get the views of the Packer fans, get that online. And create a real community around it, you know, not an arsehole community like Arsenal TV, but, uh, you know, a nice one that everyone's all inclusive and you, you just get your faces out there and we send the stuff to the Packers and see if they'll pick up on it as well. So, uh, Rhino, is there any other business at this stage or have we covered all our bases until the, the preview pod? Um, no, I probably just wanted to mention that uh, I thought there was a, a great a great example of alliteration on our podcast tonight. I liked it. Piss ball performance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So I just wanted to highlight that again for everybody. So well done, Steve. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, yeah. So we're going to have some new segments as well coming up in the podcast because we're kind of doing a revamp. So that might make Alliteration it of the week. The alliteration. <laughs> have Carol Vorderman on to judge. Yeah. yeah. Great. Good stuff. But yeah, great. Great to have you back right now. Uh, we'll see how that move is going. It's exciting times. And again, uh, congratulations to yourself and Gemma. It's a fantastic step. You, you know, you're not you know pissing money away paying rent anymore you're getting into your own house and you're really going to make it your own so i think everybody out there in pack nation um is behind you willing us on to to make that a, a big success it's brilliant uh great next step and look we're all just waiting for the next venue for the next uk packers meet to be honest let's head over to rhino's house for house warming um sounds good so if we don't hear from ryan on the next podcast uh, we're going to get a fill in <laughs> they enjoy andy davis <laughs> They'll en- yeah just enjoy andy davis more than us uh, so that's great just to be happy so from myself at steedy nfl and I'll see you in Dublin from at Ryan Peacock NFL, who's going to be moving house. And uh, from the group, follow the group at UK Packers on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, the closed group on Facebook. Jesus Christ, we'll get the Snapchat going soon as well. Uh, it's goodbye to the preview. Bye.